Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, where do you want to start today? I have a pretty good idea where it's going to go. I mean, of course, this is the big news of the day, right? Uh, First Lady Jill Biden, Dr. Jill, spoke at something called a Latinx Inclusion event. I'm not making that up. We mentioned it yesterday. Yeah, it's Latinx or Latinx, uh, I-N-C-L-U-X-I-O-N, Inclusion. Okay. They had a Mercado instead of Mercado where they were selling little trinkets. Okay. Also, that's true. I I didn't just. That's not a joke. It, they had a Mercado. Okay. <laughs> so you're saying, what is this? Some sort of stereotype that uh, you have the administration playing into with Jill? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and apparently Latinos are basically like tacos, according to Jill Biden. Hmm. Let's hear that. The diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx. As beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> Uncomfortable uh, applause. Uh, is your strength. Yes, it's yeah. your strength. And, I, and you people like music, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. We love you. All you tacos. We're here people. for you. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's that's going to be the new South Texas uh, Democratic outreach to Latinos. It's like taco people for Biden. (laughs) Like, what the hell, man? What is that? Well, you got to remember. You got to remember they're both crotchety old racists. So it it makes sense that they would be doing that or they'd be sitting down writing a speech and they'd be like, let's go. They like tacos, right? Those people eat tacos. Yeah, well, I think we're overlooking the Bogota, too, or whatever. Yeah, Bogota, it's Bodega, is what she was trying to say, but she (laughs) called it Bogota. (laughs) Which I think is a city in Colombia, but... um, That's what you... That's a taco shell. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Now, here's the cleanup statement from her spokesman. Uh, The First Lady apologizes that her words conveyed anything but pure admiration and love for the Latino community and i'm just sitting there going is anybody is anybody saying i demand your admiration and love it's like just don't compare (laughs) us to breakfast food (laughs) i'm sitting here thinking about (laughs) the trump taco bowl on cinco de mayo and the freak out from the media (laughs) right (laughs) but he he didn't he didn't call latinxes or whatever Right, taco bowls. He just That's said, "I enjoy taco bowls." Uh, you know, the, hey, look, the, the the Trump Tower taco bowls are delicious. Happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 yeah. You you people are like tacos is insanity to me. Well, it's not the first time Jill has ever tried to pander. No, to Hispanics. I mean, if you remember. And on behalf of my husband and the people of the United States. 
It's like it's high honorific to say good afternoon to somebody <laughs> on behalf yes. of America. Good afternoon. Right. What was the other one? Oh, so say it with me. Si se puede. You say puede is how you're supposed to say that. <laughs> not not puede. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you know what she means. Quadway <laughs> platter. Did you see? The, oh my goodness! Did you see the National Association of Hispanic Journalists? No, I didn't see. Put this. out this statement using breakfast tacos to try to demonstrate the uniqueness of Latinos in San Antonio demonstrates a lack of cultural knowledge and sensitivity to the diversity of Latinos in the region. Uh, we encourage Dr. Biden and her speechwriting team to take the time in the future to better understand the complexities of our people and communities. We are not tacos. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, this wasn't an off-the-cuff remark or anything. This was planned. Uh, That's what I'm saying. It's part of the speech, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I don't know if you have heard this yet, but I, I have exclusive audio of her bouncing this idea off of Joe Biden behind closed doors. Oh, oh I'd love wow. to hear that. They actually yeah. worked on this together. The okay. diversity of this community, as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. End of quote. Repeat the line. As unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Repeat the line. That's fantastic. Okay. What else is going on out there? Well, it... Yesterday was not a great day for Jill's husband either. No. He had a heckler at his oh. own party. Yeah, he talked about the bipartisan gun safety bill that he signed. And during his speech, one of the invited guests started yelling at him. It was uh, Manuel Oliver, whose son was killed in the Parkland shooting in 2018. Now, Joe Biden again yesterday said it happened in 1918. Right. Confused. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, Manuel interrupted Biden's remarks, yelling, hey, you got to do more than this. Yeah. It's proof that despite the naysayers, we can make meaningful progress on dealing with gun violence. Because make no mistake, sit down, you'll hear what I have to say. If you think you... I've been trying to tell you this for years. All right, let's stop right there. Yeah. What did he say there? I think he's saying, we've been talking to you about this for years, and you don't have a plan or something. And then Joe Biden says, no, we do have one. We got a plan. Right. You need to sit down and let me finish. Yeah. Sort of thing. My comment. Yeah. Let him talk. Let him talk. No one. Okay? Because make no mistake about it. This legislation is real progress, but more has to be done. Okay. The thing that struck me more than anything is that at first he's like, you sit down and let me finish. And then it's, oh, let him talk. Oh, gosh, I don't know what to do right now. Uh-oh. Well, I think he said, let me talk and then let him talk. And I don't know if that was him referring to himself or the guy. This is the problem with having a senile president. I, he may have just gotten twisted up in his words because he goes right back to the script. At least he didn't go back to the old uh, let's have a push-up contest. <laughs> right. At least he didn't call this grieving father a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Pony soldier. That's, That's true. Right. Or, well, uh, or a or. breakfast taco. Yeah, I guess my gut feeling was that at first he's like, sit down, let me finish. And then he realizes, oh, man, I could get in trouble for that because it's a grieving father that's trying to say something here. And then it's, well, it, no, let him talk, but, uh, but I got to finish here. And the thing is, we're all guessing because we really don't know. 
because of the position he's in. It's troubling. <laughs> and meanwhile, it's David Axelrod again stating the obvious. Yeah, it's uh, it's over for Biden. It it really is. It, it does feel that way. It, it it's like I I feel like we're running the risk of sounding like all the media outlets during the Trump years. The walls are closing in, and blah 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 blah. But right now, I mean, you look at the polling among Democrats. You you hear what Biden friendly media are saying right now. And then what David Axelrod, a former top advisor to President Obama, he's back out there suggesting, hey, maybe Joe shouldn't run for president again. And he said this before. President Obama was under siege as well at this time in his presidency. And there were there was hand wringing and quiet meetings going on as well. Uh, But he was also 30 years younger than this president. And that is a concern, uh, the ability to run a rigorous, vigorous uh, campaign and manage the presidency at the same time uh, when uh, he's in okay. his 81st year. And uh, I think that's a legitimate question. And it's one he's going to have to consider uh, when he toes up to the line and makes the final call that he's going to go. All right. Let's just cut the BS here. Axelrod. Everybody knew this. Everybody knew this when he was trying to run for president. Mm-hmm. He was done. And you guys propped him up. It's not all of a sudden, well, yet the age is a concern. Listen, and I'm with you. You get to be that age, that's a tough schedule. There's also a huge difference between 81-year-olds. And again, I'm not making the argument for an 81-year-old to be president. But there are plenty of 81-year-olds that are much more together than Biden. Oh, sure. Yeah. What we're seeing out of Biden right now is not new. No. This is over the last three years. So all of a sudden, because they know, okay, we can't keep going down this road. It's going to be catastrophic for the party. we got to cut ties with this guy after the midterms. We're just setting the table for it. It's just obvious now. You're the ones that propped him up and put him out there, though. Absolutely. You know, so you got no one to blame but yourself here. He he makes for a good fall guy, though, because he's old and senile, and he's not the future, as they see it, of the party. Um, And instead of actually doing some self-reflection... And wondering, hey, maybe it's the policies that really have everybody ticked off at this president. They're just going to blame it on Joe. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, maybe I'm the only one. Don't you think it's really not about the policies for these people? Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not going to abandon the policies. It's about moving those policies forward. Yeah. And for Joe, they could control him. We just got to get him to the White House. Okay, we'll control what the policies are, and we'll just throw them out there to sort of carry the message. Now they see the reaction. Okay, this isn't going to work. we got to find somebody else. They're not going to abandon those policies because basically they want to destroy the country. You can call it they want to make it Marxist. They want to make it communist. Whatever you want to call it, socialist. That is the main goal. That's why it keeps going this way, and that's why whenever we try to make sense of something, it never makes sense because you always have to go back to what are they really trying to do with the country, and it kind of comes down to that. So it's funny to me. I could think when he was talking about the age there, uh, so then Pelosi should be a real concern, right? Absolutely. Janet Yellen. Uh, I think we've made mistakes. (laughs) As far as the economy, yeah, I mean, you should look at all those people then, David. I don't hear him saying that yet. Uh, No. But I'm sure that it's coming. Okay, you know, one other thing I wanted 
to play, if we just have a minute, going back to Jill Biden and the whole breakfast taco thing, wasn't there a class? I thought you you played a commercial for us one time about a class oh. for Democrats to try to yeah, it's a, it's try a, to connect with Hispanics a little bit better. It's a, it's a phrase book when you want to uh, talk to Taco Americans. Yeah. Okay, how did that go? With just five minutes of practice a week, you'll be able to tackle all the issues we assume are essential to those people. Like immigration. Necesitamos incluir cada persona. Or immigration. Me llamo Julian Castro. Or immigration. <laughs> este presidente ha atacado los inmigrantes. So when you're ready to show you care about Hispanics, but don't care enough to learn Spanish, just remember. Available wherever you get your favorite apps. The only way is Podway. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, that. Fantastic. Uh, Starbucks is having to close more locations in Seattle, Portland, LA. We'll tell you why. And monkeypox. We're losing the battle. Yikes. Still. Straight ahead, right here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, crime is a problem in the United States. There's no doubt about it. I yeah. haven't heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose if you're just checking out legacy media, you don't know too much about it. But we all know it's happening. And now there's more Starbucks that have to close? Yeah, Starbucks announced that it's closing at least 16 stores across America because of drug use and other safety concerns. Remember a few years ago when a manager, was it in Philadelphia, I think? Yes. called the cops because there were a couple dudes loitering there, and, yeah. the, and the dudes happened to be black. Mm-hmm. And so then this became this big blow-up in the media that, oh, this racist Starbucks, and Howard Schultz, the CEO, comes out and says, we're going to be changing our policies, and you don't have to buy anything if you want to camp out in our stores. And it's, it's, all this, it's all this nonsense, right, because some people who are just professionally angry online got mad at Starbucks for it, and now here we are. They're closing more stores in Seattle, L.A., two in Portland, uh, one store in D.C., and another in Philadelphia, closing by the end of July because, well, open drug use by customers in the store. (laughs) You know this is going to happen. Yes. You don't have to buy nothing, but you can hang out. How do you run a business that way? Uh, You don't. Obviously you don't. No. Man, does it ever work out when someone just bends over to the mob? Nope. No, it doesn't. And and in that case, uh, from a few years ago, you can come out and say, hey, we're going to talk to the manager. If you feel like something inappropriate was, was done, mm-hmm. you can have a conversation with that person. If you think it's warranted, you can fire that person. Sure. But you don't need to just open up your store nationwide and your employees – to the harm that's created when you allow criminals, drug users, homeless people to just, like, camp out in your store without buying anything. Right. Doesn't make any sense. But again, man, they <laughs> they absolutely folded in that controversy. And then you go back and look at it and wonder, how many of those complaints were bots? How many real people oh. were really offended? And when you look at the group that's truly offended by saying, hey, you got to buy something in the store to hang out here, they're all kooks. Yeah, they are. So who cares? Yeah, say, tough. Yeah, 
we run a business. If you want to hang out in the seats, you're great, but you've got to buy something. It's common sense. Okay, what's the latest on monkeypox? We're losing the battle? Uh, yeah, we are. Well, the, the Biden administration spent $2 billion to get a vaccine for monkeypox, uh, but people can't get it. And part of the problem is there are a million monkeypox vaccine doses stuck at the manufacturing plant in Denmark because the FDA didn't inspect the plant in time. They didn't go over there, and they won't take the uh, uh, European inspectors' words for it when they say that, yeah, this is all safe. They won't do it. But you think about well, I, We sort of learned that with baby formula, right? Yeah. But now you've got people outraged. <clears throat> what? Right, exactly. Now, now it's like, we're losing the battle and you're killing people. I don't, I don't know how fatal monkeypox generally is. It seems like most of the stories that I've read, I mean, it sucks to get it, but you're going to have like three weeks of pain and then it's kind of over for the most part. I'll admit it. I haven't looked that much into it. I just see the headlines and I'm like, okay, is that a huge concern for the yeah. country right now? No. And then I just move on. Mm -hmm. But I know for some people it's like the end of times. Okay. Because, yes, oh, and we're losing the battle, blah, blah, blah. Well, I just think it's funny that the FDA circumvents its quality control <laughs> apparatus when it comes to giving COVID shots to six-month-olds. Right. But in this case, it's like, no, you know what? We don't trust the Europeans that much. We're going to wait. <laughs> On a lighter note, I see this uh, survey out, and it turns out what you would figure to be true, men are worse than women at remembering people's names. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm terrible at it. I'm not very good at it either, and terrible. I've tried different tricks, and I still am not good. David, are you any better? Uh, no, I'm terrible at it. That's why you always have a friend with you that you can introduce to the person and go, oh, this is my friend so-and-so, and they'll go, hi, and then this person will give their name. Generally. Yes, yeah. that helps. That's a little trickery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen you, like, look to me to help you, and then sometimes I just leave you hanging for fun. Because <laughs> yeah. we're good buddies that Imagine way. Imagine that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Joe Biden is lying about the 10-year-old who had to flee to get an abortion. That and much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, do you want to play this audio now of this professor? Oh, yeah, let's get to it. Holy uh, smokes. So there is a hearing uh, that has to do with abortion going on in a Senate committee. And one of the people testifying today is a woman named uh, Professor Kiara Bridges. She's a law professor at UC Berkeley. And Senator John Cornyn of Texas was asking her, do you believe that an unborn baby has value? And she okay. can't answer the question. Oh and, there's a, and there's oh a new boy. term for pregnant women now, by the way. I had not Another heard one? this one before. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Give me just a second here uh, to get this to play. Before it plays, what is it with these people that are supposed to be so smart with the likes of Katanji Brown-Jackson? And can't define what a woman is. Well, they can. They just don't want to because it doesn't fit their narrative. Okay. And now what we are to understand is that this person cannot tell us if a baby has value. Yeah. Okay. I have a little bit of a problem here with a load, but it will. it's coming up very shortly. I'm serious. Well, only the best. 
it, sometimes audio gets hung up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, here, I'll, I'll but it is it. here. It's now available. Oh, okay. Yes. I love black people with the capacity for pregnancy. I think they have agency. They have intelligence. They know what is best for themselves. And I would love to create the conditions under which they can live lives that are filled with dignity and humanity. And do you think a, do you think a, a baby that is delivered alive has value? Yes. <laughs> do you think that a, um, a, a baby that is not yet born has value? I believe that a person with a capacity for pregnancy has value. They have intelligence. They have agency. They no, have I'm dignity. talking about the baby. And I'm talking about the person with a capacity for and pregnancy. And you're not answering the question. I'm asking. I'm, you I'm, think answer, that a, I'm answering a more interesting you think question that, to you me. You think that the baby. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I'm answering a more interesting question for me. Yeah. Hmm. No, that's, that's you not wanting to confront the idea that you and your ilk think it's okay to kill an, an unborn baby up to nine months, up to the moment of birth. Yes. That's what happens when you cannot defend the indefensible. Right. So you won't answer the question. You'll say, I'm going to answer a question that's, well, more interesting to me. I guess because this person has been told your truth is your truth, and right. that it means it's matter. the truth. You're right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yep. That's not the real world. Okay, Professor, you've lived in this bubble. This is the real world now. That's disgusting. That's freaking evil. It is not yet born. Let's say the day before this mother delivers, do you think that baby has value? I think that the person with the capacity for pregnancy has value, and they have the they should have the. And you're going to go back to that. To their lives. Well, and you're a professor. You should be fired today. Yeah. You're a freaking disgusting person. I like that. That women get reduced to person with the capacity for pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, you mentioned the real world, right, versus this fantasy land in academia that she lives in and so many others who are driving these conversations live in. I mean, I, I would love to try that kind of evasiveness next time I get pulled over for speeding or whatever. Just be like, uh, sir, do you know how fast you were going? It's like, well, see, this is an, a Ford F-150. It's a 2016, uh, and mm-hmm. I believe that uh, vehicles with the capacity to go a certain miles per hour mm-hmm. should be able to do that. That's not what I asked you. Do you know how fast you were going? Well, see, this is an F-150. It's 2016, and I believe that <laughs> vehicles with the capacity to go a certain number of miles per hour should be able to do that. That's not the question I asked. I'm, ask, I'm answering a more interesting question to me, sir. Step out of the vehicle. I mean, oh, yeah, you're, that's go- yeah, right. you're going to get cuffed and hauled off. Yeah. Yes. Because you're an idiot. Yes. Gee whiz, man. That is so irritating when I hear that stuff. It is, man. Jeez. I, did, I felt like I just went from zero to ten on the anger factor. I know. Like well, in a fine yeah. mood. I didn't even, I didn't know that audio was coming. Right, David I mean, just got it. But this has. Holy a, smokes, man. This amps me up when I hear this kind of nonsense. Clearly, she didn't see that question coming. And again, she knows how to answer it. She just doesn't want to. Because if she answers it, she defeats her argument. Yeah. Well, it also starts in an alarming way. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, baby, have value. What did it take her four seconds to answer? Yeah. Baby that is delivered alive has value. That was one. That was two. That was three. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, we got somewhere there. Yes. But a minute before, well, I'm not going to answer that. It's not an interesting question to me. Okay. All right. Um. Let's talk about this 10-year-old girl 
who had to flee to get an abortion. I don't know if you've heard this yeah. tale being told in several circles. I mean, it, it it's it's gotten some headlines by reporters or with articles written by reporters who don't do basic reporting, like asking for police reports, something like that, because obviously if a 10-year-old girl is pregnant, a crime was committed. Very clearly a crime was committed. Absolutely. Um, but Joe Biden, he told this story the other day, uh, and it's been making the rounds, about a 10-year-old girl who'd been raped and gotten pregnant and had to leave the state of Ohio because of their heartbeat bill uh, to go get an abortion. It's a story that went viral, except there's no evidence that it happened. Here's Joe. And she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. That's last part is my judgment. Ten years old. Ten years old. Raped, six weeks pregnant, already traumatized, was forced to travel to another state. Imagine being that little girl. Just, I'm, I'm serious. Just imagine being that little girl, ten years old. Mm-hmm. Yes, Joe. Does anyone believe that it's Ohio's majority view that that should not be able to be dealt with? So, Does anybody believe that story is true? No, no, no it, does. it doesn't stand up to the slightest about amount of scrutiny. But uh, the Washington Post fact checker, Glenn Kessler came out and said, well, we're rating it as true because it basically he said it feels true. We haven't, <laughs> we, we haven't, you know, it, it's a real story that's been shared, but we can't disprove it. Therefore, it's a fact. Yeah. So it's much like the professor in that yeah. I think it's a more interesting story to me that feels true, yeah. so it is. Well, the top law enforcement official in the state of Ohio, Attorney General Dave Yost, says, well, there's no evidence that this happened, and even if it did, she would be able to get an abortion in Ohio. Okay, roll it. My office runs the state crime lab. Any case like this, you're going to have a rape kit, you're going to have biological evidence, and you would be looking for DNA uh, analysis, which we do most of the DNA analysis in Ohio. There is no case request for analysis that looks anything like this. Fake news. But again, they just say it. Everybody reports it. If there is a retraction, no one will report it. Yeah. You will never hear about it. So there's going to be the majority of the people who hear this are going to believe it's true. The president yeah. said it. Golly. There's lore out there now about this unidentified 10-year-old. Right. Right. Unbelievable. Yep, it is. All right. Switching gears. Elon Musk. Uh, well, he reacted to what Trump said about him, that he was a bull bleep artist. Yeah. Yeah. The other day in Alaska, uh, Trump called him a BS artist because he's not going to really buy Twitter. And now he's in a jam, all this kind of stuff. Uh, Elon Musk responded saying, quote, I don't hate the man, but it's time for Trump to hang up his hat and sail into the sunset. Dems should also call off the attack. Don't make it so that Trump's only way to survive is to regain the presidency. Hmm. What's your take on that, Mr. Robbins? Uh, see, I kind of, I, well, there's a side of me that agrees with Elon Musk. Really? Yeah, that says, mm, yeah, maybe the time has passed, right? It's time for a fresher voice without the bull in the china shop attitude has relayed by Elon. Hmm. We've all said it before. We've said it before. We've all said it before. If Trump is running, I'll vote for him. No question. In the primary? No. 
If it depends on who he's running against. DeSantis? If he, oh, I would vote for Ron DeSantis, yes. I feel like we need to win this election. We need to win. Mm-hmm. And Ron DeSantis gives us the best chance overall, in my opinion. Yeah. And again, if you like Donald Trump, that's cool. I like Donald Trump. I'll vote for him if he's the nominee. But I think it's time to turn the page. I think that's all Elon Musk is saying in his own Elon Musk way. Now, Trump could call me a BS artist. He would be correct. <laughs> so you're saying it, but you don't want the wrath of the Trumpster down on you. Well, no, I, I, I mean, if he wants to call me out publicly, it could be great for the show if that happened, by the way. <laughs> Scott Robbins, real lightweight. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. I, that's all right. We'll play that clip a million times on this show. There was something else Musk said, too, which was too much drama mm-hmm. with Trump. Yeah, and I agree with him. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm in the same boat. If he won the primary, yeah, I'd absolutely, I absolutely vote, for vote for him. Absolutely vote for him, yeah. But, you know, there also is the age thing and the drama yeah, thing. There is. Yeah. And, you know, how different things were handled. I mean, I, David, you and I were in the same boat after that first debate. Yeah. It, Trump blew it in that first debate. If he would have performed in the second one, or in the first one the way he did in the second, I think he would have won the election. I really believe that. Yeah. Also, with DeSantis, we get Christina Peshaw, which, by the way, would be wildly entertaining. That's his press secretary yes. in Florida. She does an excellent job. She's excellent so fantastic. She's shredding people. Yes. Well, I think the other thing that DeSantis brings you, well, not only uh, certainly more youth, but there is this sense of we all know how much the media hates Trump, and you absolutely know that they've had an influence on independent voters sure. over time, right? Because Trump at times is too much for people. And I think it's, yeah, sometimes just too much drama. When you have independent voters see DeSantis get treated the same way Trump has, you'll understand then it's not just Trump, okay? <laughs> it's the platform, and they, it's knives out for anybody that has the same sort of platform. Yeah. And that'll be easier for people to see the entire game, I think. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. You on the same boat on that, David? Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not committed to one candidate or another in a primary right now because I want to see how, how it shakes out. I want to see what debates look like. I want to see what, what all the candidates have to offer. I do tend to think it's going to be between DeSantis and Trump if Trump runs and if DeSantis runs. But... You never oh, know. I'm, I'm just saying where we stand right now. Because, yeah. yes, I've never seen DeSantis really debate. He might get smoked. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either, but yeah. you're holding out until you see it all play yeah. out. My money's on him. He seems to be able to, to chirp right back. Yeah. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Did you see the story about, speaking of DeSantis, the Florida dad that said he was going to protect his son from groomers and pedophiles yep. and twisted sick people? That put books in the libraries in the school, yep. and he's going to read from part of the book. He brought examples. And they turned his mic off. Oh, yeah. Saying, hey, we're on TV. I mean, they, they broadcast yeah. this. We, can, we can't have you reading from this book. Yeah, it's good enough for public school children, but not good enough for the five people who are watching a public meeting. It says everything, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. The people at school, they just don't seem to understand. No, no, no. Well, it's not appropriate in this venue, but you'll have kids read it. You don't understand that? You you understand a movie rating system even? Holy crap. Okay, much more to get to. Um, home sales. Getting canceled. Why? Hmm. Get to that much more coming up right here.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Home sales are getting canceled. Why? Uh... Well, right now, we are basically at, I think it's like 60,000 home purchase agreements fell uh, fell through, rather, in June. That's equal to about 14.9% of homes that went under contract that month. So more and more people are, are backing out of home sales. A lot of it is because, well, interest rates are going up. It's no longer yeah. affordable. In some cases, they're no longer approved for a loan. Damn Putin. They just, <clears throat> yeah, that darn Put Bryce Putin, Ike on the right? homes! Uh, Redfin had this, actually, uh, and they say that the slowdown in housing market competition is also giving home buyers room to negotiate. So that's the good news. If you're looking for a home, you've got a little bit more leeway when it comes to negotiating. You're not trying to outbid everybody for, you know, 15000 over asking price or whatever. Right. But the bad news is, is that we had this red hot housing market that is slowing down exponentially and probably will come to a screeching halt by the end of the year. Well, I think what would be good advice right now, uh, buy an electric car. <laughs> well, you yeah. live in it, right? Right. Sure. I'm just going, David, no, you said right. that's the advice for everything. That's true, yeah. Anything that's bad that's happening in your life, just buy an electric vehicle. That's the, that's the Democrats' only advice right now. Yeah. Yes, and enjoy a breakfast taco on us. And as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. That's right. Oh, yes, the pandering Jill Biden. And she's apologized. Yes. Right? She has apologized for that. Well, well she didn't. Her spokesperson did. Yeah, okay. kind of not really. Just said, hey, we're yeah. sorry that it caused offense, basically. Okay. All right, very good. You taco people. Why are you taco people so uppity? Gosh. <laughs> It's a new fast food restaurant, Taco People. (laughs) (laughs) We're open late. Oh, goodness. Oh, did you see the story an American tourist fell into a volcano taking a selfie in Italy? Well, that's natural selection at work. Yeah, that's the Darwin Awards right there. Yeah, it is. They they lived. They actually lived. Yeah, that's going to be okay. So somebody in Yellowstone got gored by a buffalo they were trying to get a selfie with. There was like three Americans gored at the running yeah. of the Bulls, right? Well, the running of the Bulls, yeah, you, but this is just, let's get it on Facebook. Oh, no, I didn't Boom! know that. Yeah, there have been a few at Yellowstone, people walking <laughs> yeah. over to, oh, yeah. to the bison. Walking up to the bison, yeah. Trying to get a selfie with them. Selfie like, with, the, with the bison. Come here, boy. Easy. Look Gigantic up, look up. Animals. Bam. Get out Damn, of my sight, stupid human with your camera. Well, have you been anywhere recently that is just considered very scenic? Could be a local area where you're at somewhere on vacation, and you go, and it it's one person after another taking a selfie with whatever in the background. Yeah, I think yeah, it's oh, kind yeah. of obnoxious, personally. Yeah, yes, I'm I'm with you. Hey, remember that time we took a selfie on the bridge in Portland? <laughs> I wish we'd never done that. That was your I'm idea. Ash- I'm ashamed of it. That's why I'm owning it right now. You gotta, you gotta look in the mirror sometimes and own it yourself. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. How I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Can we have some new open music, please, to celebrate? There you go. Yes. Butter. Happy Taco Tuesday, everybody. Yes, it is Taco Tuesday. Yes. Just trying to take the lead from the First Lady, Jill Biden. <laughs> this is one of the most remarkable things, man. So, Jill Biden, Dr. First Lady Jill Biden, horrible human being, uh, was in San Antonio yesterday at a Latinx Incluxion event. <laughs> That's not how it was spelled. Joke. It was Incluxian. It, what is it, it with this? Not anyway? inclusion, but Incluxian. They had a uh, Mercado, not a Mercado, but a Mercado. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that, well, the, the Latinx community is just as diverse and unique as breakfast tacos. You're like, okay, that's a joke. That's a parody. She didn't really say that. Oh, wait. The diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful <laughs> as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, <laughs> is your strength. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Senorita Jill Biden. <laughs> it's weird, man. I was a little late coming into work today uh, because I went down to the Riverwalk and I asked a couple of Hispanic people, uh, hey, do you feel like you're as unique as a breakfast taco? They kicked my ass, man. It was crazy. I thought that's what I was supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, okay. Boy, okay. So, yeah, she, uh, she stepped in it. And yeah. then her spokesperson apologized. Uh, and then you have her apologist saying, you know, that's just not who she is. Yeah, Gail King on CBS Mornings. Whoa, let's hear that. Roll it. First Lady's team probably huddling today. Ah, uh, you to think? That up. Because when you know Jill Biden, that's not who she is, but it didn't come out correctly. Yeah, like I know Jill Biden. That, that is who she is. Remember, every time she tries to pander to Latinos in this country, it's it's... It's one mistake after another, and it's because she never has met a Latino person who doesn't work for her because she's a racist, old, horrible human being. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, listen to say, well, that's just not who she is. Listen, I suppose you do a million interviews and you're just talking off the cuff. You don't know what questions are coming your way. You could say something that comes out wrong and later you could realize, you know what? Uh, that came out wrong. I didn't mean it this way. Let me explain. Mm-hmm. This is a prepared speech. Yes. But that's not who she is? No. That, Give that... me a break. So say it with me. <laughs> si, se, quadre. <laughs> the word is, <laughs> the phrase is si, se, puede. But yeah. you can say podway, I guess, if that's your truth. <laughs> Maybe that's actually just how Latinxes speak Spanish. <laughs> Maybe. And if, man, are these Democrats ever going to get the memo? Latinos, Latinas don't like the term Latin X. Latinx, they don't like it. It shows up in polling all the time. Yeah. Stop. But they won't. Was it Alexandria Ocasio Cortez? I will not stop using it. No. Yeah. Then you, don't. You don't get to erase entire people. No, you're the one doing the erasing by doing that. You're bastardizing the language. Of course. Man, that is that is something. Okay. I think we have an update on this professor. Yeah. From UC Berkeley. Yeah. Uh, the Senate is having a hearing on abortion. 
Um, and one of the people testifying is UC Berkeley law professor Kiara Bridges. Kids are going into massive amounts of debt to learn from people like her. Now, Okay, so the point of this is what? To bring these people in to say, yes, abortion's absolutely necessary. Yeah. Well, they keep talking about women's rights, which is really confusing because Professor Bridges refers to pregnant women as people with the capacity to become pregnant. So Senator Josh Hawley asked her to follow up on that, saying, well, then we're not really talking about women's rights. You're, you're, what are you talking about then? And she immediately did the time-tested... Uh, uh, response from the left whenever they're confronted with their insane ideology or about their insane ideology, they accuse you of wanting people to kill themselves. Oh my gosh. All right, roll it. We can recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Uh, So your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning because so we can't talk about it because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm denying dangerous. that trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that the, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think men can get <laughs> so you're pregnant. denying that trans people exist. Thank and that leads to violence. Men can get pregnant. Sorry, professor. That's just the facts of life. You can't change those. Your language can't change those. It's a basic fact. People can play pretend. People with really good hearts that don't want to offend people, I suppose, can play along. But that's a fact. This is insanity. And these are the people you're bringing to D.C. to defend abortion through all nine months? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these are the people, yes. You want to know why so many people are turning their backs on that party? It, that's a good reason right there. That's not reality. Dude, the way she answered the question earlier today, does a baby have value? Yeah. And would refuse to answer this. This this is unreal. This is a professor. I love black people with the capacity for pregnancy. I think they have agency. They have intelligence. They know what is best for themselves. And I would love to create the conditions under which they can live lives that are filled with dignity and humanity. And do you think a do you think a, a baby that is delivered alive has value? It takes her a while to answer. Hmm. Yes. Do you think that a um, a baby that is not yet born has value? I believe that a person with a capacity for pregnancy has value. They have intelligence. They have agency. They no, have I'm dignity. talking about the baby. And I'm talking about the person with a capacity for and pregnancy. And you're not answering the question. I'm asking a more interesting you question that, to you me. Think that they... I'm answering a more interesting question for me. That's not reality. No, it's that's not how any not of this works. the way it works. But, man, that should tell everybody everything they need to know. Are you going to keep playing along with the charade? Or are you going to try to save humanity? Because <laughs> this is nuts, man. And it's it, listen, you're not a bad person to just speak what truth is. we got to have truth in our society. You can try to do it in love. 
I would suggest it. But there are some people, you just have to be firmer. No, that's not reality. Men can't get pregnant. Sorry. I would respect her more if she said, no, they don't have any value. Oh, that's what she's getting at. I, I mean, know that's exactly babies, what she's getting at, but literally it's just I would have more respect for that than the nonsense answer you gave right there. At least then I'd know where your convictions are, as screwed up as they are. I'd know what they were. That's true. Yeah, because at the very end of that clip, she still won't answer. She no. goes right back. It is not yet born. Let's say the day before this mother delivers, do you think that baby has value? I think that the person with the capacity for pregnancy has value, and they, have the, they should have the ability to control what happens to their lives. Well, Okay, there's much more going on. How about gas prices? Um, we got false talking points again? Oh, oh yeah. gosh, yeah. Well, one of the top Democrats in the House, Hakeem Jeffries, got called out for repeating false talking points about the price of gas. This was on CNBC. Hakeem Jeffries. Man, we're going to have to do a best of when it comes to Hakeem Jeffries. Yeah, he's at, got some good ones. At some point in time. Oh, gosh, where is that clip? Sorry, David. I had it. There it is. I got it. All right, roll it out. Hakeem. Yeah, part of the challenge domestically in terms of production is that the oil and gas companies have refused to actually act on the permits to drill that they yeah, currently have. Oh, my gosh. That, that's kind of a red herring, uh, Carl. So there's, there's leases. There's, you know, there's also just the overall pressure from ESG and the green lobby. So would you invest hard-earned capital on, on a five-year project or a 10-year project now if you were a fossil fuel company? Yeah, I mean, it's not clear to me that the oil and gas companies really care that much about the so-called green lobby. Uh, they have made clear in their earnings calls and in their representations to shareholders that they do care about the record profits that they've been making on the backs of increased gas prices for the American people. Well, they're, not, they're, they're not making what they made 10 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm glad the anchor actually put down that talking point, too. The whole record profits thing. If you're comparing quarter to quarter coming out of the pandemic where they lost whatever it was, $60 billion, then, yeah, relative to a $60 billion loss, they are. They made up ground and then some. And that's a good thing because, sorry, green weenie people, but the world runs on fossil fuels. It does. And but but they're making it sound like they've never made any more money than this. Well, that's not exactly true. Well, like the headlines too, all over the place. Gas prices plummet. They're not plummeting. No, and it's there's from no plummet you going hear, on. It's temporary. I mean, this is like okay, get used to five dollar a gallon and be be thankful. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Plummet because people actually buy into some of that crap. Oh, it's garbage. Yes. By the way, an update on another story in New York City. You know the murder charge against the clerk that stabbed the dude? His girlfriend comes in. She wants some chips. Her, you know, food EBT stamp card, card doesn't it, work. It, it's tapped. He's like, no, you can't have the chips. And she tells her man, well, she stabbed him. Yeah, three times. She stabbed him. Yeah. This is unbelievable. And then the dude comes in. He shoves the old guy down. He's trying to protect himself. He gets out a knife and stabs the guy. He's dead. Sorry, the world's a better place. The craziest thing to me of all of this, the woman that initially stabbed the guy, she hasn't been charged. With anything. No. Why? You stabbed a guy. No, because, well, communists want to communists like the DA Alvin Bragg in New York. They want 
criminals running around the streets because they want to say that you, as a law-abiding citizen, have to take it. And the clerk's been charged with murder. Yeah. And, and legal scholars are like freaking out. How could this be? And you're right. That's the reason why. Well, it's not supposed to make sense. No. Well, and, and dude, the, the mayor of New York City has even come out and said he shouldn't be charged with murder. Has defended the, the bodega worker. Oh, I'm sorry. According to Dr. Jill, it's Bogada. The Bogada worker. one. Bogada, Bogada, Bogada. <laughs> and he's saying, yeah, and, and he was saying, no, that, that doesn't seem right. That you, you, you have a right to defend absolutely. yourself. You absolutely have a right to defend yourself. And again, the woman that wanted the chips stabs the dude yeah. and is not charged. No. Where are we? My gosh, man. That DA has got to go. Actually, a guy should be in jail. Okay. And thanks to bail reform laws, suspected drug traffickers are released through the southern border. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, we got to get to the story of the gender affirming closet <laughs> in a second. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> gender affirming closet. Closet? Yeah. Before we get there, suspected drug traffickers released. Yeah. Well, they're, they're good people. Okay, they just need to get out there. Well, give them another chance. Yeah, a couple of guys from Southern California, uh, allegedly tied to the Mexican cartels, were arrested in New York City after authorities busted them, they say, with about $1.2 million worth of crystal meth. They were released uh, the next day <laughs> after getting caught on supervision because, uh, well, it has to do with the state's 2019 bail reform measure. They were only charged with second-degree criminal possession of a controlled substance. So That's right. 165 pounds of crystal meth. That's eh. yeah, possession. Ah, uh, yeah. Simple possession there. Yeah, release them. God. No big deal. It's enough to kill a bunch of people in the United States. I'll let them go. Where are we? I know this is all part of making this a socialist utopia, mm -hmm. destroying the country. It's got to be stopped. Well, what else to say? There's other things I'd like to say, but you'd lose your gig of what it's actually going to take. These people got to be thrown out of office one way or yeah. another. Wow, man. Again, two dudes from Southern California tied to Mexican cartels go to New York City with over a million dollars worth of crystal meth. Arrested and let out. If you know, the new... their dads would have played catch with them when they were young. <laughs> Everything could have been different. I don't care about different. reforming them. Okay, I don't get you. They belong in jail. Well, of course, and to stay there. Yes, that's insane that they're not. Yeah. Okay, what's the story of the gender affirming closet? Oh uh, yeah, this is in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, Columbia Public Schools Board of Education accepted a ten thousand dollar grant to create a gender-affirming closet for some high school students at Rockbridge High School. Yeah. Uh, okay, hang yeah. on. A gender-affirming closet in yeah. the school. So, so what that is is they're spending $10,000 on things like clothes and makeup and furniture and whatnot. So if a kid, if a boy who thinks he's a girl, if a girl who thinks she's a boy show up at school, they can go in and change clothes. And the school district got $10,000 for it. 
Did they request it? Yeah, they did. The students, uh, kick them gay, out. Gay Straight Alliance applied for the grant uh, back in May, and it was approved uh, by this activist group that was reaching out to them, or that they reached out to, and then the uh, Board of Education accepted the money and said, "Yeah, sure, we'll make a we'll make a gender affirming closet." Okay. Well, you're going to have to make your own school. It's like a religion. You got to have woke school. Can't have that in public school because it's insane. Well, the thing is, the kid steps off the bus, right? Yes. In clothes, right, and then goes into the closet. Yeah. The gender affirming closet and puts on clothes that they think is their gender. Yeah. Yeah. Spend the school day dressed like that, and then go back in and change to go home. Yeah, yeah. because their evil parents are this not is accepting. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's it's their way of. <clears throat> Coming out of the closet. Well, they went into the closet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's a confused message. It really is, yeah. yeah. No doubt. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. David, biggest story of the day so far? Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of things popping right now, but Joe Biden uh, in the White House today says, of all the major economies in the world, we're the fastest growing. The economy shrank. Uh, we are suffering from inflation imposed as a consequence of what's going on in Ukraine, but we have the lowest rate of almost every major nation in the world that's a lie all of that's a lie yeah is he ever called out on that uh very gently he gets called out yeah. well maybe because the knives are out for him now yeah. he'll get called out a little bit more uh, by the way uh we just announced another round of 1.7 billion dollars in aid to ukraine we're flush with cash nope we got to stop right now don't care about ukraine anymore bye Wait till you hear what The View thinks of mass shootings and ARs. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, Jen Axer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, so what percentage of mass shootings are done with ARs? Uh, according to the ladies on the View, it's like eighty-five percent. That uh, they always deal in facts. Not all, not even close to true. Well, the ladies on the View are being critical of Biden after he signed the bipartisan gun safety bill. See, this is the problem oh. with that, this is the problem with do something bills is that they're they're really ineffective. They're probably a waste of time and money. They do open up avenues, like in this case, for uh, stripping away of people's rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know. At the end of the day, for the politicians involved, they don't make anybody happy because <laughs> no. it, it's, it's just a waste of time. So people can pat themselves on the back and say, well, we tried. We did something. Now, Sonny Hostin on The View says, well, this is a useless bill because they didn't do anything about those darn AR-15s. Here we go. Let's face it. The majority of Americans really do want something done about AR-15s because 85% of mass shootings are done by AR-15s. Yes, David. That Well, one, neither of the things that she said were actually true. Because, again, there was some polling and it was kind of shocking to a lot of people who haven't been paying attention to what's going on in America. Uh, but most Americans are pretty much fine with where their gun laws are in the state they live in. And that, well, and that uh, uh, Republicans, they want everybody to have a gun. Ah! And, and that goes both ways. I mean, there, there. You know, if you're in New York, there are a lot of people in New York who are fine with New York's gun laws, because a lot of people may not own guns, don't think about it, right? Not at all. 
Uh, and in places like Texas and Florida, they're fine with it because that's eh, relatively not cumbersome to go get a gun. Well, in a lot of urban areas where you've had a record number of people want to arm themselves to protect themselves, yeah. all of a sudden they certainly don't want their rights stripped away. No, not at all. You know that from the polling. Yeah. But uh, well, give us some more some more incredible knowledge. Sunny Hostin. Sunny. Not uh, people that are that are ment uh, mentally ill. That's a myth. And they keep on, they're putting, I think, billions of dollars into mental health. Okay, that's a, a great thing. But mentally ill people are 10 times more likely to be the victims of violence rather than perpetrate violence. So this myth that the Republic. Hold on what a second. What are you talking about? I mean, seriously, where does, where does this fact and figure come from? I don't know. That sounds like a talking point that was handed to her. Yeah, yeah, to be it honest. was. And there are a lot of mentally ill people that are the victims of violence because of abusive relationships, things yes. like that. Okay. But that's not what Republicans are talking about when they when they talk about like mental health capacities and capabilities um, or access and things like that for people. Because clearly... It's not that 100% of people with a quote-unquote mental illness are going to go out and shoot a bunch of people. But if you however, do, however, if you do go out and shoot a bunch of people, you are mentally ill. Correct. That's a problem. That's why we talk about it. So her talking point is nonsensical. Perpetrate violence. So this myth that the Republicans are sort of pushing forward, like we've done so much because now we have mental health care. This country is one of the richest countries in the world. We should have had mental health care from the very beginning, not because of this. So in, in my view... But we didn't. Right, exactly. No. We oh, should have, would have, You want to talk about mental health? Yes. Talk yeah. about you and your ilk wanting to take... 12-year-olds and give them puberty blockers and take them through surgeries. You nut. I, I just, I think it's just much ado about nothing to say, oh, this legislation is so fantastic. This legislation um, would not have prevented the, the July 4th parade shooting. This legislation would not have prevented any of the other mass shootings, 85% of them, because we need to get rid of the AR-15s. And this legislation did nothing for that. Wait, so, uh, also, the 85% mass shootings, that's a complete lie. Because the vast majority, if you're using, which they love to do, using the FBI's definition for more people getting shot, as a mass shooting, overwhelming majority of those are carried out using handguns. Yes. And even more likely, it's somebody who it's already illegal for them to own a gun or to have Correct. a gun. Correct. But they don't want to tell you that. No. They want you to believe there's like 300 school shootings every year. Yeah. Which is not the case. <laughs> Sunny Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I, we could spend some time on that. we got to move to other oh, stuff. Uh, New York Times poll. Failing New York Times. GOP voters preferring the Trumpster to Ron DeSantis. It's like 49 to 25%. Hmm. I don't have it in front of me, but that's as I remember that story. Yeah, I know Trump was at 49. Um, that's actually a pretty bad poll for Trump. To be under 50% when you are the guy who was just elected president. I suppose a few years ago. I mean that that is that's that shows I think how high the star is rising for Ron DeSantis. Yeah, he's at twenty five. Ted Cruz at seven. Pence at six. Nikki Haley six. 
and Mike Pompeo at two. That's what the survey showed. Younger Republicans with a college degree and those who said they voted for Biden in 2020 all picked DeSantis. Again, this is from the failing New York Times, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, they certainly mentioned that DeSantis is the rising star. Um, and they, a lot of people, even Trump supporters, it says recognize DeSantis's likability. They have a very favorable opinion of the governor. So it's all going to be interesting when this comes down. You dread it, don't you, Rob? Do you have that look on your face no, like you're a little man, sick to your stomach? No, Why? I just, I, you know, it's early. It's really early. I mean, anything between now and then can happen, certainly. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I just really, really feel like I've been the... It, from every everything I read, everything I know, everything I've learned, that Ron DeSantis is not only my choice, but I think he'd make a hell of a good president because he's going to have the Senate, he's going to have Congress, and and let's go ahead, let's let's go nuts for a couple of years. Well, it's not that I disagree with your take. What concerns me is your history of picking losers. See, that's a problem. That's why I hesitate. That's why I'm. I I, I I I know my head is like going to blow up because I know if I say it, it's like the kiss of death. So I should what I should have said was Bernie Sanders is going to be the next president. <laughs> <laughs> or who do you like from the party? Because yeah. I just remember 2015. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Well, first it was Chris Christie. He was your guy. No, he was. I liked him. Yes. And when the bridge thing started happening, I'm like, dude, it's over. Yeah. It's not over. Yeah. It's not. It was. And then it was. Yeah. And then you said Scott Walker. I know, Scott Walker. What was I thinking? I like Scott Walker, though. But there were a couple of speeches overseas he made, and you're like, you could tell he was not ready. He just, he wasn't, it wasn't there. You're like, Scott Walker. And I think he was the first one to bow out, wasn't he? Yeah, he's like running a pro shop now. Yeah, one of the first ones, <laughs> if not the first one. Was it, was it him that also urged other people to leave the race to try to defeat Donald Trump? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That went over well, too. Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> no, it didn't. No, it really didn't. But no, I I think DeSantis would be really, really good. I think we're all in the boat. And if Trump ends, wins in the primary... Then I'm, I'll yeah, vote there's... for him, certainly. And I'll, I'll support him, yes. Yeah. But I would support a potted plant pet rock before I would that current member of the White House. You're saying any Republican would yeah. do. I bought a flag the other day for the garden that says my cat is smarter than the president. No, you didn't. No, I saw it. I could have bought it. <laughs> Maybe they have a little blankie that where you cuddle with your cats. Yeah. You could have that. That'd be nice. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, David, you had audio of a little kid cussing out cops. What Golly, is this? Oh, this my is God. So sad. Have you seen this? Yeah. I just heard you guys talk about Holy it. Holy smokes. So, there's this, this video. disturbing. This video is put out by an independent news outlet called Alpha News. It reportedly happened in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, cops were serving a search warrant, and there were a couple of little kids in diapers kids. or yeah. in underwear outside. I mean, that's it. That's all they had on. No yeah. shoes, no pants, no shirts, nothing. And one of them was screaming expletives at the cops trying at to the punch cops. the cops. How old would you say this kid was, Dave? Three or four. That's what I was going to say, four. Yeah. Okay, roll it. No, I mean, okay, because I haven't heard the raw. Yeah, I have no idea what he's saying. He's saying, "Shut like up, you, B like word, you B word, yeah. you 
blanking B. Yeah. Hmm. Little kids, man. Yeah, little kids. And one, and this, that one he's talking right there, he swings at him. Yeah. He swings at the cop. Well, all I think to say to you right now, Scott, is who you judging? No, I... Well, I'm judging you, Mom and Dad, <laughs> or I should say Mom. I'm judging you. Wow, four years old. Because it's that's a... incredible. Yeah, because that's been taught to that kid. Well, absolutely. It's all he's ever heard. Wow. So I mean, he's got David's right. They got their little diapers on and they're barefoot and they're little kids. Right, it just makes me sad. Blank man. you, B word, and then he starts swinging at this cop. Unbelievable. That to me, it's uh, honestly my personal opinion. Just based on that video alone, is um, uh, the parents of of those kids uh, electric bleachers time? You oh, don't you gosh. don't get to exist in this planet. Let's no, find a, let's find a good loving home for those kids. No kidding. Brutal. <sighs> First of all, they're outside practically completely undressed. Yeah. Walking around with no shoes on their feet. Who are you judging? Yeah, I'm judging you. I I can can judge you. (laughs) And I'm going to. Yeah, because all I'm thinking in my head is, yeah, every once in a while, a kid will run out of the house, diaper on, or that sort of thing. That happens. That that happened to me, actually, over the weekend. I think it's happened almost to any parent. Yeah, it has. Had my toddler. But it's different when you're just, that's your normal... State. Yeah, I mean, my yeah. toddler baby Chuck wasn't running out and, and cussing out cops. She ran out uh, because we were changing clothes after she was in the swimming pool. Of course, right. for me, it was kind of a creepy situation. I'm glad I know all my neighbors because she runs yeah. out the front door just naked, actually, in that case. And I'm running after her because I'd promised her ice cream, yelling, do you yeah. want ice cream? That's a bad image if you don't know what the situation is, right? <laughs> right. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. So let me get this straight. So your kid runs out yeah. naked? Yeah. And well, you're running after going, you want some ice cream? Yes. Chasing the kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably not the best. That's one. not good. But, but your neighbors know you. Yeah. Yeah. She turned around and said, blank you, B-word. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, she doesn't cuss out the cops. It's all the liberals in the neighborhood. You're ruining the country, you bleeping bleep. <laughs> I'd, when the kid took a swing at him, though. Wow. More than one. And he's, like, hitting him in, like, the knees. He's a little kid. Oh, man. Yeah, they they should just take the parents right to jail. Oh, yeah. Just take them to jail. All right. Yeah, that's, that's awful. I'm seeing this update now. Did you know the World Health Organization is updating the sex definition? I'm not joking. What? The World Health Organization is updating the definition of sex. Like what constitutes it? Well, we'll get into that and much more. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, I can try to go through this quick. I think Van Camp's got another update. He's laughing. (laughs) Okay. What is it? Um, so LeBron James, yeah, uh, he, he has the, the shop, right? The barbershop thing that he sits yes. with other people, they talk, right. and all that stuff. Um, and he says, you know, if I were Brittany Griner, who's being held in, in Russia for drug charges, yes, I'd question going back to the USA. <laughs> He okay. said that? Okay. Yeah. Okay, hold on. How how is that? 
How does he make that make sense to him? Uh, Why? Uh, so he, he's saying that, well, she's just been in prison for too long because she got arrested, what, back in February? Yes. Yep. Now, how, I'm quoting here. Now, how can she feel like America has her back? I would be feeling like, do I even want to go back to America? Okay, well, she can stay then. But in fairness, that's not Brittany Griner saying that. That's that's LeBron James saying, yeah, Russian prison way better than coming back to America. God, this guy. Holy smokes. That's <laughs> remarkable. <laughs> Sorry. I, I understand he's not going to split the atom anytime no, soon, but not. still. Okay. World Health Organization updating its gender mainstreaming manual to include new wording that states sex is not limited to male or female. I'm just reading from the story. This is from Daily mm. Wire. Wait. The new definition and other changes expand the first edition of the manual from 2011. So WHO said at a news release that its updates focus in part on going beyond non-binary approaches to gender and health to recognize gender and sexual diversity or the concepts that gender identity exists on a continuum and that sex is not limited to male or female. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wait, but, but for years, the whole thing was, well, actually, there's a difference between gender and sex. Sex is the biological process, right. and, and, and gender is the social construct, okay? Yes. That's what we've heard for years, and now they're just saying, yeah, science doesn't exist, but men can have babies. But, but, but on that... Just hold on, because the quote's coming. Okay. All right. Now, the new guidance also plans to include new gender equity and human rights frameworks that will feature various tools to support the revised concepts. Now, when you're talking about science, David? Yeah. In a frequently asked questions handout related to the update, the World Health Organization answered that the gender mainstreaming manual is being revised in light of new scientific evidence and conceptual advances Concept on gender, oh. Oh health, and development that should inform World Health Organization leadership. What, what is it, that you can change bone structure? They don't really get into that. And, I mean, that doesn't make it's any all, sense. It's all nonsense. Isn't it all part of the Great Reset and all the elites ruling all of the world? And the more confused you make people, and the more you make people hate one another, do you know how nuts you can that advance used to that? sound? You know how nuts that used it's to sound. It's happening right before our uh, eyes exactly. every single day. Yeah, because none of this makes sense. That's the only way it does make sense. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And this update plans to understand how gender intersects and interacts with different determinants and factors that affect health outcomes. All that nonsensical BS. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so it seems that at least Jill Biden's press people are out there saying, hey, 
no offense, okay, we we're sorry about the whole taco thing <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Didn't mean it. That's not who she is. Right. Yeah, she's at this oh, Latinx and Kluxian event in San Antonio. And, and you're not joking. Yeah. That's that, the second word of it. They call it Incluxian or Incluxian um, instead of inclusion. Um, right. And she was talking about the diversity of the Hispanic community. The pandering yeah. and then stepping in it is unbelievable. The diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as. What's that? It's Bodega, Bog- not, not Bogoda. No. no. <laughs> Bogodas of the Bronx. Right. As beautiful as the blossoms of Miami and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> you know, your community, you're like breakfast tacos. Is your strength. And that's mm-hmm. your strength, okay? You're like, you're like hard shell tacos, okay? Right. It takes a lot to bite through you or something. I don't know. What about yeah, it's, it's your diverse, that's your strength. It's not what individuals bring to the table. It's that you people together and, and the differences amongst you all. What? Yeah, that's your strength. What, what if a Latinx person identifies as a quesadilla? Mm, boy, that's tough. Mm. My pronouns are K and so. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a lupa. <laughs> Salsa. Okay, so they're walking that back. Yeah. Oh, her intent was good. Even, what, Gail King on CBS? Yeah. Oh, that's not who she is. Run well, cover that, again. Th- that's that's not who she is. You know that. First Lady's team probably huddling today. Ah, uh, you think? That up. Because when you know Jill Biden, that's not who she is, but it didn't come out correctly. Right. Out like correct. I do. Like we're friends, you know. Yeah. Well, she did vacation with the Obamas, so she probably does have a somewhat familiar relationship with Jill Biden. Right. It's just what she just said is so nonsensical to me. Yeah. Because it was written in a speech. Right. It's not like it was a one-off comment. Oh, I just took it the wrong way. No, it was written. Yeah. They thought, here's how to connect with these folks. You like breakfast tacos. Right. So diverse. Love ya. I, I would like to say, though, just as a point of privilege, uh, it's not taco, okay? It's talk X. Got Thank okay. you. There you go. That, thank you. Yes. That's yeah. what it's supposed to be. Did, did you see this, though? I, I think this kind of underscores the point that we've made a lot of times, that the people who are most likely to shout racist are actually some of the most racist people out there. Yes. It's usually white liberals. Yeah. CNN.com has a article posted right now talking about some of the uh, Republican Latinas who are running and in some cases winning. Myra Flores in South Texas being one. Huge story. Uh and as the headline says, these GOP Latina candidates are not the real deal. Here we go. They're oh, not. it's like black, we con- go. black conservatives are not right. really black. No, they're not. Um, and so as this guy, uh, Raul Reyes, is writing, uh, the rise of Flores uh, and a few other candidates deserves to be seen in some context. While these Latinas may be having a moment in their spotlight, they hold views outside the Latino mainstream. Their current Uh prominence is more of a publicity coup for the GOP than an authentic reflection of Latino voters. Bro, have you seen the polling? Yes, I have. That's why what he is saying makes no sense. It's like there are so many people that now have a voice, is what it seems like. Yeah. 
So anyway, go ahead. What else is he trying to well, say? Well, like most other Republicans, these Latinas hold conservative positions on abortion, gun control, and immigration. More and more in South Texas, a lot of Hispanic voters in South Texas are becoming more and more hardline on immigration because they're seeing the chaos right now, and it's directly affecting their communities. And too many idiots that write for USA Today or CNN or whatever don't recognize the reality on the ground, especially because, you know, they wrote off the whole thing about whether or not we were going to be testing people who come across the border for COVID. Oh, well, that's just a right-wing talking point and all that stuff. No, no, it, it was a legitimate question at the time that people in South Texas were asking because you had illegal immigrants taking up hospital space because they were getting COVID and then spreading it in the community, and they shouldn't right. have been in this country to begin with. Yes. Well, part of Mara Flores, what she has said, and what you see in polling is there are a lot of people that, well, are people of faith. And as far as the American dream of working hard and getting ahead, now to some liberal on the East or West Coast, that might seem like some outdated saying, that's real. That's how it's viewed. Like, I want to get ahead. I want to work hard for it. I don't yeah. want anything given to me. And it seems like the person at CNN is saying, well, that's not the real Latinos. Sorry. Or Latinx. That's not the real. Am I misreading that? No, you are. And I, I just, or no, you're not. And I just wonder why is it up to anybody really to define what a real, any racial group is? What's right, a real exactly. white person? What's a real black person? I don't under, I don't, this fascination uh, that the left has with really wanting to put everybody in these assigned boxes shows they really haven't evolved much from their days in the KKK. Well, that's certainly one way of looking at it. It's true. And you're talking about when you're trying to separate people and get them to hate one another? Yeah. That's how you do it. It's not all of us as Americans. It's this group, that group. And you have to meet certain definitions to be in that group. And if you believe otherwise, well, you're not the real black person. You're not the real Latina. And if you're any sort of white person, you need to do the work to realize that you're racist. God, that infuriates me every time I hear it. <laughs> Educate yourself and do the work. Right. Just want to, I just go across the. <laughs> telling you. Wow, that's something, man. Um, yeah, a lot going on out there. And then we've got more of the January 6th crap. That oh, who cares? Is, I know, dude. And again, they're after it again. You have that. Uh, and then yawn. there's another song that's getting played again that we thought was taken out of rotation, but COVID is back. Oh, yeah. You got oh, the God. whatever BA5 something or other uh, variant that's, oh, this is the most contagious one yet. Dr. Anthony Fauci's out there today saying we can't just put the pandemic behind us. Uh, a lot of people have. Absolutely. Sorry. Sorry that that bothers you, but they have because, well, that's just human nature. Okay. With the pandemic, Tony, do we care at all of the origins of this thing? How it happened? Well, no, of course. Holding not. people accountable? Nope. No. Nope. 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 Legacy nope. media ever? And again, we said it before. Well, we just talked about this last week. Who benefited more than anybody else, as far as the country goes? China. Yeah. I saw it was like a third story on Good Morning America today. I thought, here we go again. This BR five four nine or 
B seventeen bingo, whatever it is. Did they say alarm bells? Yeah. Alarm bells were going. Alarm bells were sounding. Yeah. Did they actually say that? Red flags were being waved. Oh boy. You know, because it's fifty five percent of the positive product now is is whatever this thing is. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I've seen a few hand-wringing articles saying, are we actually in the midst of one of the biggest waves? Big, the, big, the biggest or wave. Or the biggest yes. wave or yes. whatever. And it's like, yeah, well, I yeah, well, one. because of natural immunity and the vaccination plan, I mean, people are getting it, but they're not in the hospital. And I've been saying it for a couple, more than two years now. I don't care about case counts. Case counts don't matter. And especially now, they don't matter. I know. You'll still have some people out there that are completely afraid of the whole thing. Oh, yeah. To me, it is like with COVID, until somebody really wants to get to the bottom of how all of this happened to begin with, I'm tired of talking about it. With January 6th, well, there's still so many questions. You mean like, where were the Capitol Police when they knew that this was coming? You know, why did Pelosi delay deploying the National Guard? Uh, were FBI informants present? And the bombs left at the DNC and the RNC headquarters. Where's that investigation? That seems like that is one of the biggest deals that should be talked about oh, yeah. when you're talking about January 6th. It never gets brought up. Well, where was Kamala Harris through all that? Yes. I mean, that, that's the other thing. Not I'm, Again, not, not because, you know, I'm thinking she's like knee-deep in some sort of conspiracy or anything, but you would think there'd be some curiosity about why she wasn't in the building that day. And then also, apparently, what she was in the building where the pipe bomb was left. That's the, at the time the vice president elect. Yes. I loathe her as a human being, but uh, she is the vice president, and that seems to be a pretty big freaking deal. If she were in a building that was targeted by a bomber, why don't we know who that guy is? And again, <laughs> if all you do is get your news from legacy media, do you even know that part yeah. of the story exists? Yeah, there's. There actually is one video that I really desperately want to know what the deal was here. And I've mentioned it before. It's yes. one one side of the Capitol on the day of the riot. Bunch of people walk up, doors locked, windows locked, can't get in. There just happens to be a two-by-four sitting on the ground. Right. Like, I've been to the Capitol before. I've never seen spare lumber <laughs> left around conveniently mm-hmm. placed next to a window. And they no. pick up the two-by-four and, well, break the window with it. Right. Why was that there? That is a great question that we don't know. All right. Other stuff we got to get to. Oh, if you have not heard uh, the professor from UC Berkeley, she can't tell you what a woman is. Oh, my gosh. And, well, does a baby have value? (laughs) Because they're talking abortion in D.C. today. That much more coming up right here. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Rose on the ballot in this fall. Ah! Uh, Heard that before. No, the economy's on the ballot. Not Roe. Yeah, I know. The economy. But Roe is so important to the Democrats. It's so important they bring a professor like Kiara Bridges from UC Berkeley. Yeah. To be questioned. And a simple question, uh, well, I'll just roll it out for you. Do you think that a, um, a, a baby that is not yet born has value? I believe that a person with a capacity for pregnancy has value. They have intelligence. They have agency. They have I'm dignity. talking about the baby. And I'm talking about the person with a capacity for and pregnancy. And you're not answering the question. I'm asking. I'm, you I'm, think answer, that a, I'm answering you, a more interesting you think question that, to you me. You think that the baby... <laughs> 
It's a more interesting question to me. See, yeah. that's all that matters. Because I'm a professor and I'm used to not being able. Question. Yes. It is not yet born. Let's say the day before this mother delivers. Do you think that baby has value? I think that the person with the capacity for pregnancy has value, and they have the they should have the ability to control what happens to their lives. Well, ah. Hmm. Now, if you heard that, as David pointed out, the person with a capacity. Yeah. For pregnancy. For pregnancy. Yeah. That's what I. I that's, that's my new pet name for my wife. That is sweet. Well, if you question exactly what that is, what that's about, I think you're transphobic, just so you know. It happened to Josh Hawley, senator, today. We can recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Uh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not oh, recognizing stop. that. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Defend your position or don't. But when you go to the, you want people to commit suicide or whatever, when you go to that immediately, before any other line of argument, what you're doing is you're telling on yourself that you don't have an argument. That's the same tactic as abusive spouses. Well said, David. Well said. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. What's that on that, David? Well, when it comes to suicidal ideation or attempts, I mean, one out of five children under the age of 18 in general just about one out of five have either suicidal thoughts or try to commit suicide. So that's basically in line with the general population. And it's a freaking tragedy. But there are other ways of addressing that without saying we all have to play pretend and say that men can give birth. Correct. I mean, so I think on. it's important because of my line of questioning. Because so we can't talk about it. Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying that dangerous. trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that the, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think men can get <laughs> so. So you pregnant. are denying that trans people exist, they and that leads to violence. She thought that was a big gotcha right yeah. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The whole time when, because like everybody else in that in that world. Again, the slightest bit of pushback mm -hmm. causes such chaos in their brains that they cannot actually form another argument. They, it just falls apart immediately. That's why they go to the suicide thing. And between what she said to Senator Cornyn and what she said to Senator Hawley, she just sounds like a 14-year-old trying to convince her mom that the bag of weed in her sock drawer was just pencil shavings. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's defensive. It's evasive. Yes. And you can't have the conversation. Yeah. Usually, if you try to have an honest conversation with someone like that, they end up walking away. I gave up and, on that a long time ago. Oh, it's, it's insane. Um, this we need to have a conversation. What it means is you need to tell me.
Oh, by the way, totally separate conversation that we need to have, Scott, yeah, with what's you. That? What's that? As far as David and I and the CDC director, yeah. Rochelle Walensky, it's, yeah. it's time for your next booster. No, yeah. it's not. It's, yeah. She said so. Roll it. Many Americans are under vaccinated, okay. meaning they are not up to date on their COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, how many should I Not have? all people over the age of 50 have received their first booster dose. Of those who received their first booster dose, only 28% of those over 50 have received a second booster That's right. dose. Yeah, and of those it. over the age of 65, only 34% have received their second booster dose. So my that. message right now is very simple. What it's essential it? that these Americans, as Dr. Shaw said, get their second booster shot right away. Yeah, but how can I trust you? Because you've been full of crap for, well, since I've known you. You told me to get one. You told me to get two. You told me to get three. Guess what happened? What happened? I Ken? got COVID. <laughs> Yeah. So if I get the fourth one, then what? So what? <laughs> Seriously. Are you just yelling at the clouds? No, I, I just, okay. that's fr- so frustrating. I mean, what is, what are these shots like a month apart now? <laughs> just put me on an IV drip with. Alarm bells are ringing. Of course they are. Red flags are waving. <laughs> Sirens are sounding. This is the Markley hey. Van Camp and Robin show. Biggest story of the day, David. I'm sorry. We may have to go back and, and pick apart that statement again because I, I didn't catch it the first time, but I have not heard somebody use the phrase under-vaccinated before. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a new one. And mm-hmm. I mean, I may have in other contexts or something, but man, they went from, you know, if you're unvaccinated, you're dirty and you're horrible. And if you're, or, or then it was like, are you up to date? Now you're under-vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. That seems newsworthy to me. Yeah. It reminds me of the old days before we both stopped quit drinking, and Robbins would say, I'm being underserved right now. I need a bigger glass of beer. Yes, I do. Yes. You you ready for your top three of the day? Yeah. I need a bigger glass of beer, though. Yes. Trifecta in the news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Heard the story about Gavin Newsom running ads in Florida. Yeah. Big joke. Oh, yeah. Ron DeSantis running ads now in California. Good. Asking Libs not to move to Florida. <laughs> I'm joking. That's a Babylon See? B headline. Oh. oh, is it really? Yes. God, he should do that. <laughs> uh, I was cracking up when I saw that. Stay in your own muck and mire. Don't bring it here. Um, the other Babylon B headline out there today is polls indicate more breakfast tacos leaning Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Jill. Jill Biden. Dr. Jill Biden. Referring to people as breakfast tacos. Very diverse yeah, in San Antonio. Unique. Yeah. Yes. Referring to That's, people as breakfast what? tacos. Yes. It's yes. a weird thing because, I, I mean, San Antonio, I don't there's a lot of breakfast taco and lunch and dinner taco options, but the unique thing is the puffy taco. But the breakfast taco is not really the unique thing. Because well, are we talking about unique things you would put in a breakfast taco? It's usually standard. It's like yeah, one I, of like four or five ingredients. I mean, right? I mean there are there are great, you know, taco places, but that there, you know, again, the breakfast taco isn't really an authentic. Central South American or Mexican dish. I mean, it's a pretty American thing. <laughs> but... 
Well, it's like, well, listen, I'm Jill Biden. I've tried to speak Spanish a few times oh, to yeah. pander. Instead, I know y'all like tacos. <laughs> what's wrong with that? And what's not to love about breakfast tacos? Breakfast tacos are awesome. But yes, they are. Was she speaking as, was she taking the five easy steps to speak Spanish by Cory Booker? <laughs> <laughs> He's a great panderer, too. I believe yes. you like huevos <laughs> in your tacos. Earlier, we were talking about Starbucks up and down the West Coast having to close because of all the crime. But it's not just Starbucks. 7-Eleven, too? Well, there, this is a very unique situation, but Los Angeles area 7-Eleven stores were encouraged to close by corporate leaders because of this string of violent robberies that resulted in multiple deaths. Did you see any of this yesterday? I missed this. Oh, it's my like, goodness. Uh, three of them, uh, as far as I know, three of them they believe are connected, but you're talking about armed robberies and people are getting killed. And so 7-Eleven Corporate is telling franchise owners, hey, you know, you might want to shut down for the time being until this guy's caught. Holy smokes. Jeez. And yesterday was 7-Eleven Day. Yeah. With the Slurpees. Do it every year. Miss that one. Yeah. Dude, we talk about it all the time. It's simple. Law and order. You got to have it. Well, in criminal justice system, no, man. Nope. People break the law, they got to go to jail. That's right. Lock them up. Yep. All right, Robbins, you ready for your big three stories of the Rock day? Rock and roll, baby. Let's do it. Okay. I think we're all ready to go. Is Casey ready? I don't know. Is he? I think he's ready. Roll it out. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, the trifecta, helped by his hero from his top 40 days and in life. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hey, Casey. Casey, Casey. All ready to go? I'm ready. Okay. Three. Number three, Democrats' desire to boot Joe Biden is unprecedented, you say? Yeah, pretty much is. Uh, Joe Biden is at an abysmal 33% approval, according to the latest New York Times poll. And the majority of his own party, 64%, said they'd rather see someone else run in 2024. No one said that. Who said that? Well, a bunch of people in your party are saying that right now. So you start to go back in history, and you find the closest you can find is 1979. CBS New York Times poll showed the Democrats' favorite Senator Ted Kennedy over Jimmy Carter, 52% to 23%. Another candidate got 8%. Carter went on to win nomination over Kennedy anyway. But any time of presidency at this point in time is inspiring Jimmy Carter comparisons. It's not good. And back in Jimmy Carter's day, there was sort of an heir apparent, and that heir apparent was Ted Kennedy. You got nobody on the other side. Hillary Clinton... Pete Buttigieg edge? Well, not only that, Joe can barely put a sentence together. Well, you know, that's interesting you say that, because in the polling data, when you start to dig a little deeper, you find economy's a big deal. Well, sure. But with Democrats, most of it has to do with the fact that he's 79 and senile. Wow. Open his oh. governor, and when he'd be pre-K, <laughs> the pre-care goes... That, that would make sense to me, at least, if you're a Democratic voter. <laughs> yeah. Because it can't be for the policies that you voted for. It's got to no, be because... you voted for the policies. Right. Yeah. It, it's got to be... Well, I. It, it's not the policies. The policies would work. It, the problem is Joe's just old and senile. We need a better messenger. Right. Yeah. It's not right. the messenger. All men and women created by... Go, you know the, you know the thing. <laughs> oh, boy. Gosh dang. 
again, man, it's it's not the messaging, it's not the advertising that that is really hurting. I think if Joe Biden were stumbling around and senile and falling up staircases like he's done a couple of times now, it would be fine if the economy were working, if the economy were really working for everybody, if everybody felt comfortable, if gas prices were low. I don't I think we would still have fun with it, but none of us voted for Joe Biden. I think you're right. But I mean they just now figured this out, I guess, that hey, this guy's really old and really frail. Yeah. And- well, it's like any team. When you're losing, you see all the flaws in the leader. Right. They yeah. get magnified. His wins above replacement are like minus 12 right now. You got that right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, on with the countdown. It's the Scott Robbins trifecta. The top three stories of the day up to... Two. Uh, number two, Joe Biden repeated this bizarre story about a 10-year-old girl who was supposedly raped in Ohio, got pregnant, and had to go to Indiana to get an abortion because of Ohio's abortion restrictions. And this has been promoted by Joe Biden. Joe Biden yeah. said it. But yes, he did. She was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. That's last part is my judgment. Ten years old. Ten years old. Raped, six weeks pregnant, already traumatized, was forced to travel to another state. Imagine being that little girl. Just I'm, I'm serious. Just imagine being that little girl. Ten years old. Yeah. Does anyone believe that it's Ohio's majority view that that should not be able to be dealt with? I don't know if anyone believes this story. Well, the Ohio Attorney General said that his office has never been notified of any 10-year-old rape victims. And they went on to say, of course, according to the Indianapolis Star that was propelled this thing into the national spotlight to begin with, some doctor named Caitlin Bernard, Indianapolis gynecologist and abortion advocate was the one who came up with this. Not only are the fact checkers unavail- unable to verify the story, but not a single law enforcement agency has been re- has released any information corroborating oh. the story at all. None. And in the case of that doctor, you're talking about mandatory reporting laws. So That's right, David. If, if that story is true, then that doctor is facing legal charges. Criminal That's charges. Right. Criminal charges, yes. I mean. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So we have audio of the Ohio official yeah. talking about it. Dave Yost. Yeah. My office runs the state crime lab. Any case like this, you're going to have a rape kit. You're going to have biological evidence. And you would be looking for DNA uh, analysis, which we do most of the DNA analysis in Ohio. There is no case request for analysis that looks anything like this. Huh. Heck of a Imagine deal. that, huh? Now... I'm not going to go on record as saying it's completely fabricated because I don't know. But the fact of the matter is the President of the United States repeated this story that was uncooperated by anybody, anything, just out of thin air. This story came up. They have no record of it. They don't have any knowledge of it. And nobody's come forward saying it's true. Nothing. National media went with it. They absolutely went with it. Indianapolis Star went with it. And that, of course, started the chain reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it happens. That's exactly how it happens. But we're counting on big tech to make sure that we don't get any fake news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Yeah, or people sitting around a table somewhere at the White House determining whether or not it's real or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Yes, it's the Sky Robbins trifecta, top three stories of the day. And finally, yes, Casey. One. Uh, number one, a break in suspect uh, messed around and found out a 93 year old homeowner 
took matters into his own hands. 93-year-old Southern Californian homeowner late last month, Joseph A. Ortega, 33, was shot shortly after midnight on June 29th after he and several others reportedly broke into the home of a Moreno Valley person. The station, they said, citing the Riverside County Sheriff's Department, Ortega was taken to a local hospital, critical condition. Deputies and paramedics responded to the scene. Investigators established that several individuals, including this guy, were inside the homeowner's residence when the shooting occurred. Authorities at the time said the homeowner, Joe Teague, that he wounded, he, uh, that the, he, the wounded guy was not going to survive. According to KNBC, the group of people consisting of ladies and men kicked the door open. Which the big guy, he came in at me, said Joe, and the rest of the group, they started throwing things at me, ransacking my house and stealing things. When they broke in, they got a lot of my equipment. As I approached them, I put them under citizen's arrest. I kept telling them, I have a shotgun with three shells in it. But I actually only had one. They kept throwing stuff at me anyway. So I fired the shotgun, hit one of them, (laughs) dead. (laughs) He said, I've been having these break-ins recently all the time. Said it happened once uh, last Friday. It was during the day. They broke into my house. And now they're here in the middle of the night. He said they've been watching my house. They've been watching to know what I'm doing, what time I go to bed, what time I leave, if I leave. He said, I got tired of this. I had to call the police all the time. They weren't doing anything. Got a shotgun. It's licensed. I shot him. Wow. The only thing I lied about was I only had one shell versus three. (laughs) You You know what his favorite song is. What's, What's that? that? It was actually something sung by Joe Biden a few years ago. I don't know if you ever oh, heard this no, or if you remember this. Fire two blasts outside the house. I forgot about Thank that. Thank you for that. Wow, that's a good. <laughs> yeah, that is. And there you have it. There <laughs> oh, it is. The Scott Robbins trifecta. Top yeah. three stories of the day, every day at this time. Well done. <laughs> I lied to him. So I had one. three shows. I only had one. Because right. three would be shot if it were the case. Nimrods of the News, of course, is coming up in a news update straight ahead, right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And a news update, David Van Camp. This is hilarious, man. So CBS News did this uh, article, uh, and they interviewed young men who are rushing out to get vasectomies because of the decision with Roe v. Wade. And this is supposed to be told from both a sympathetic viewpoint and then also lifting these young men up as heroes because they're taking responsibility for where they put their <laughs> genitals. I mean, <laughs> that that's how, how twisted the media is. I mean, yeah. like, like if you want to get a vasectomy because you don't want to get somebody pregnant, I think many people would say, okay, good, that, that sounds like a good plan. Because abortion should not be birth control. Agreed. And, and you, you think you know for the rest of your life you don't want to have kids ever. Yeah. Right. Because from what I've read, you're talking about guys in their early 20s. Yeah, in this case, it was like mid, uh, mid to late 20s. But here are a couple of the guys that were interviewed by CBS. I've always thought about this decision. Um, the Supreme Court did push me to finally do it. I feel for a lot of men, especially for myself, that this is a way where they're trying to protect their girlfriends are trying to protect their partners. They're trying to protect their future partners. Really try to put yourself in uh, in a woman's shoes. I really think guys should guys should uh, take that into account and just take a little bit more responsibility. Good. Take responsibility for yourself. 
Yeah. And honestly, there's enough weak men out there. Do you want them really <laughs> having any other kids? Mm, no. Maybe it should stop with them. I mean, for a couple of those dudes, I would just say, hey, maybe quit hoeing around. Um, then you wouldn't yeah. have to worry about getting somebody pregnant. But if you want to get the surgery, get the surgery. I don't care. I mean, we don't know these guys. You know what I mean? No. We really don't. No. But everybody forms an opinion just hearing the voice, don't you? Yep. Admit it. Yeah, I'm afraid I do. I'm sorry to hear that, but yes, I do. So did you think with the second guy, okay, he's just looking for an angle? Because right. he doesn't have enough game to get it on his own. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Poor guy. So you had the same thought. Well, as you got a guy going, and, and you know he's got the girlfriend, and she's like, yeah, you can get a bad second. Okay. So he'll do it. She's going to ditch him here in about three or four months when a real <laughs> dude comes along, and then he's going to be sitting there going, I really thought about having kids someday. Too late. Well... Dude, how many people in their early 20s are thinking, I don't know if I ever want kids? Well, uh, yeah, a lot of people are like that, I think, yeah. And they change their mind. Sure they do. It ha I mean, all the time. Yeah, yeah. But agree. you think you know for the rest of your life? Yeah, well, okay. And uh, sorry to go back to old terminology, maybe from you know somebody's dad's days, that sort of thing. Is it rapping that rascal? Is that against the law now? Well, it's just not the same. I, I understand. I mean, there are other things. But the rap, yeah. like everything else, has improved over time, I would assume. My gosh, man. You know. I guess we could go into this more. I mean, there there are different forms of birth control. Yes. I can get the vasectomy. Okay, champ. Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Hope you uh, got your mind made up, though. Maybe you should just leave some in a beaker and freeze it somewhere, <laughs> just in case. Jeepers. <laughs> well, you can reverse it. But from what I've been told, yeah. reversing it is not fun. No, if you no, if you thought not. the vasectomy was not fun, right. it, it's double the pain. Are those bowling balls? Okay, let's just get to them rides <laughs> now. Roll it out. Okay. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. Did you even have that done? No, I've never had it done, no. Neither is David. Nope. Or you have? Yeah, the frozen peas. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, you, great fun for you. It was. it was a laugh riot, wasn't it? Well, when you called me up and said, hey, can you give me some frozen peas? <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. I already had them. Okay, let's get to Nimrods. Here's this dude, Dusty Mobley. This is in Florida. He's 40 years old. Cops have been looking for this guy since January. He stole a $40,000 boat. They tried to talk to him. Maybe you remember this story, but he got away. He dove into a Florida swamp and, and seriously got away. They've been looking for him ever since. They tracked him down the other morning. He was on a riding mower. He tried to drive off on it. So then the chase was on. And that chase lasted about 17 seconds. <laughs> oh, man. They tased him, got him into custody, and they found all sorts of illegal stuff on him. So he is in a whole lot of trouble. Yep. Multiple felony charges, and that's Nimrod's in the news.